Welcome to Project Healing, a podcast whose mission is to shed light on true self-care, healing our inner demons, and connecting the world in deeper and more meaningful ways. We all have a story to share, and we're very excited to be a part of helping everyone to share their own along the path of their healing journey. I'm your host, Katherine Galvin, psychic medium and intuitive healer, and with me, I have my co-host. I'm Jenna Korzynski, empathic psychic medium and intuitive soul coach. I believe that we have to feel our pain in order to heal it, and that community is a large part of that process. Speaking our truth and riding the waves of life is how we heal, and we welcome you to do the same. This is Project Healing. We would like to thank our patrons for their support monthly, and if you would like to check out our Patron tiers, we have everything from monthly group meetings to just a simple shout out and one-on-ones as well as healing opportunities. So we would like to thank Jessica Lisland, Catherine Kendall, Manuela Cardenas, Reese the Rue, and Katie Duvetter, and Janet Adams, as well as Chelsea Ayers. Thank you all for your continued support. We appreciate you so much. It's just me for this episode, Catherine, and it's going to be kind of a shorter episode, but this is something that I have been really thinking about lately as it applies so much to my personal life right now and to so many of you with the COVID-19 pandemic. And honestly, just if, if you're a parent in general, if you're not a parent, don't turn this off right away because you might learn something that could help you help a friend who is a parent, or just have greater understanding of those who are going through this right now. We're going to talk about parental burnout. And the thing is that like everybody can go through burnout and we've all been there before we've experienced burnout. And I thought it was interesting. I wanted to kind of check out exactly what the definition of burnout would be. And basically, obviously burnout is like exhaustion, right? So there are five stages of burnout and this is It starts with the honeymoon phase. When we undertake a new task, we often start by experiencing high job satisfaction, commitment, energy, creativity. So when my husband first left for his um, military school, I was on top of the world. I was like, I've got this. We're going to be fine. The kids' emotions were high and it was really difficult, but I was really hopeful and I was really feeling like on top of the world and like I really did have it. And then the stress started to set in, right? The kids, the kids weren't handling it as well by like week two, maybe that I was really enjoying like they were the first week where it's just kind of known, Hey, dad left by the second week. It was more like, Oh crap, dad left. And the emotions were a lot higher, especially for our second son who was like his little buddy. Now, this is where I began to become a little bit more, a little bit more aware of the stress being more difficult than other times of being stressed, right? So I'm having a hard time getting work done. I do have um, hired help three days a week, but I'm still the only parent right now, right? And I'm fielding a lot of the emotions of children who don't understand because they're so young why dad isn't there or even really the concept of the countdown. But if you know anything about military life, countdowns are kind of like a double-edged sword. Sometimes they're really nice and helpful, but other times the countdown doesn't really mean anything and can reset at just about any time, which makes it even more difficult, especially with COVID. So anyway, then it becomes 
chronic stress, right? So where my anxiety was so well managed, even post newborn. So our youngest is six months old now and stress is obviously there, but it it was okay. We were doing just fine. Uh, Then it becomes like a daily thing where you're stressed and stress becomes the normal, right? And you're burnout. You hit those days where you think, you know, the kids can survive on chicken nuggies and french fries one more night. And they can. And that's fine. And that's fair. And if that's where you are in life, just know that that's okay. There's nothing wrong with doing what you need to do to get by sometimes. It's all there is to it. I resonate with that so much lately. In fact, it's kind of a joke. I, I sent a picture of dinosaur chicken nuggets to my dad the other day. And he sent back, he said, is that part of the paleo diet? For those of you who don't get it, Paleolithic era, it's like a dinosaur joke. Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. But the point is, what happens when burnout applies to to parenting versus like with your career? Because we can all hear the stages of burnout going through a new job or something like that. There's a honeymoon phase, then there's the onset of stress, the chronic stress, the burnout, and the habitual burnout where it's just over and over and over your burnout. So... When we apply it to parenting, it's when the stress of parenting becomes chronic and it's like that intense exhaustion that leads you to feel almost detached from your children and then unsure of your parenting abilities. And, and it's, I don't know, it's like, I would compare it to depression, but it's also this knowledge that like you, obviously you have these children to take care of and and you're doing the best you can and you want to be the best that you can for them. But there's this detachment sometimes. And it's it's almost, if it can feel selfish, right? But it's not selfish. It's human. Especially for those of you who are single parents or who are primary caretakers or have a situation where one parent is out of the home a lot more than the other parent. It's exhausting, and it becomes that lack of motivation and, and frustration and cynicism and, and all sorts of negative emotions. And it can become not taking care of yourself. And it's, it's funny because if you know me, you know that even if I'm not leaving the house, even if I don't plan on like recording a TikTok or being on camera at all, I'm going to put my makeup on because it makes me feel human, especially with the babies. I started doing that a lot more with kids, but the point of my sharing that is that I would notice the days where for a little while we had a roommate and he would be like, Oh man, you didn't even put your eyebrows on today. And it's because I was so exhausted. I didn't have it in me to even do the one thing that made me feel like a people. And that's hard. So that's where I would say that's like, if you want to apply that to a career, you're slipping on job performance too. With me, it's dinosaur nuggies, like almost every night or ordering in a lot more. And I don't even know if you guys have noticed this, but in these like burnout mindsets, when we hit this point where we're just done, we're burnt out, you're going to find that you even have cognitive problems. You can't remember things. You don't know exactly what it was that you were just doing. You walk into a room and you completely space out on what you were getting. You have your phone in your hands and maybe you're like me and you're spoiled and you Amazon and your groceries all the time. And you're literally typing like the first letter in and you space and you're like, what was I ordering? And it's so interesting to me because like a while ago, I really would have attributed that to my wine consumption 
no shame there, just the truth. I've openly shared my struggle with, do I drink too much? Do I not drink enough? Do I have control? Do I not have control? And right now when Mike is gone, I don't drink because it doesn't feel safe to me. So anyway, I used to say, all right, tell my mom now, my sister now, I'll be talking to them and I'll say, you know, I really thought that when I stopped drinking, I would get my memory back. I thought that was a drinking problem. It turns out that's burnout. We all hit that. We all hit that phase and maybe you're burnout with work, but not at home. Maybe you're burnout with home, but not at work. It's, it's, um, it's just really important that if you're feeling that overwhelm, if you're feeling emotionally drained like that, and if you're like me, you probably detach from your friends as well. When this happens, pick up your phone and as hard as it is, just type in H E Y. To whoever you can start the conversation, even if it's painful. I know Jenna reaches out to me like that to check in and sometimes I just want to ignore it, but it's so good to answer and it's so good to reconnect like that. So what do we do when we're in that burnout mode, when, when we're frustrated with our kids, especially And I, I, like I said, I know we can be burnout in other areas, but I really want to focus on children here because that's where I am right now. And these are like thinking about this and then researching this for this episode, everything on this list of like the seven biggest parenting mistakes that can destroy your kid's mental strength. I have done as a parent feeling like a single parent, minimizing your kid's feelings, like gaslighting them, right? Like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're just tired. Okay, well, maybe they're trying to share an emotion with you. And because you're an adult and you're moving through these difficult processes, it's difficult for you to stop what you're doing and hear your child because sometimes it never ends. Let's face it. Sometimes it never ends. I know with me, my kids sleep in bed with me. They can start there or not, and they're still going to be there. They're in bed with me from the time I, I close my eyes at night until I wake up in the morning because one of them is usually waking me up. Connor still wakes up in the middle of the night here and there. So it's broken sleep and I'm literally never by myself. And I have realized that I have started to, I hear them so much. I don't always hear them. And I know that a lot of parents do this. I would venture to say all, but it's so important to try your hardest not to gaslight them like that. If they're trying to share something with you, especially if there's an emotion involved, don't minimize it. Do your absolute best not to minimize it. I have found that when I catch myself doing that, especially with my older son, I'll turn around and I'll, I'll crouch down and hold his hands and say, I'm so sorry. Mommy's listening now. It's very important what you have to say. Can you please tell me again? It's not easy and we're going to make mistakes. And the best part about being a parent is that showing our children that we make mistakes too makes them confident that it's all right to make them themselves. So another one, always saving them from failure. I have found that I would step in and I wasn't like this before. I'll step in to avoid the meltdown. I'll step in to avoid the meltdown knowing full well I'm taking a lesson away from them. And that's something that I also try to be vigilant on, but it's definitely something that I've noticed I do with my gone. Overindulging your kids. I really kind of wonder if this is the biggest one that I'm the most guilty of because 
I know when I just need that second, I will totally agree and say, yeah, yeah, have another Pop-Tart. Yes, yes, you can have ice cream for lunch. Please just give me a peace and quiet for a second. A peace and quiet. A peace of quiet, just quiet. I just need to hear the sound of nothing in my brain. And in that way, I will overindulge them. And it's not worth it because then they know exactly what to do to get exactly what they want, right? And that's not fair. Oh, mom's busy and she needs a quiet. Let's go in and get exactly what we need right now. That's not okay, but that's a lesson that I'm teaching them, right? Um, Expecting perfection. I don't really feel like that's something that I, I do with them. I do think that I expect their attitudes to be better than mine sometimes, but I try to be very aware of that and realize to myself, okay, they're tired. But when you're in that, like the throes of the burnout, it's really hard to see that. And you want them to stop bothering you. But the thing is that they're not going to stop bothering you. They're your kids. And you're here to be teaching them, not just when it's convenient. Um, Making sure that they always feel comfortable. Now, that is when I can also say maybe I don't really do as much of. I, I do think that I check in with them about their feelings around their dad. But other than that, which is healthy, I know that's something that other people will be experiencing though. Not setting parent-child boundaries. I just said they're with me from sunup to sundown, day in and day out, 24-7. Enough said. (laughs) And I tend to cave on the no closer to the end of the night. Um, But again, we're not perfect. And it's something we're working through. And I'm letting you know, like if I'm experiencing this burnout and I'm an energizer bunny, if I'm experiencing this, I know other people are, and it's okay to feel like you just don't want to give a shit about your kids for a day. You still have to. So it's okay to feel that way. It's not okay to act on it. Right. I'm not taking care of yourself that I am very guilty of. And it's not always with, with like the aesthetics and like the beauty routine, but it's definitely with the way that I eat, the way that I exercise or the way that I don't exercise when I'm in that burnout mode. And I just want to crash on the couch and I just want them to watch movies all day. And we don't get out for walks and we don't do that sort of thing. And it kind of becomes like an inconsistent parenting because you're, you're driving your children nuts with this now because you're, you're showing them, no, this is not okay one day, but it is okay the next day. So how the hell do you get a hold of your burnout as a parent. I'm not sure I really have the answer for that. What I do know is that for me, taking yoga back on and taking it seriously for the first time in my life has been absolutely huge. And for reference, for those of you who don't know me or my family or haven't been following this journey for very long, my kids are five, three, three and a half, and uh, six months. So it's, it's definitely a gap there. They do get to see what it's like for me to take that time in the morning to do yoga for myself. And they do see me saying like, Hey, I need a timeout. Can you please go turn on your tablets? Give me 10 minutes. I mean, they don't know the difference between two minutes and 10 minutes, but it it sends a message of, please give me a minute. I'm going to set a timer. And I need you to leave mommy alone to take some deep breaths for a little bit. Is it going to get you through burnout? Maybe not, but it's going to help you feel better. It's going to help you give that, that extra breath that you might need just to survive that day. And keep in mind, my kids didn't 
adhere to my timeout, time in guidelines right away. But it is something that they understand now when they're in a quote timeout, that it's to take some deep breaths and recollect themselves and get a grip on their energy. It's a reflection. It's not a punishment. So when they are in a, in a point where they feel like they're spiraling, we go to timeout to hold some sensory toys, like those ones that look like lava sticks. Maybe I'll link these in, in the show notes too. But hold something like that to really take some deep breaths or give themselves hugs and big squeezes. We identify with our emotions through colors. So am I feeling yellow is happy? And this is all from the Color Monster book, which is another favorite of mine. Um, that's a big helpful one. Um, and, and then you can you can allow them to see like what that does for you to take that time out. And that's going to help with the overall burnout because your kids are going to be respecting your boundaries more. And you're also teaching them, Hey, when you're overwhelmed, it's okay to step aside, take a breath and collect your thoughts. It's huge. My five-year-old, not all the time, but frequently will excuse himself from the room and go sit in the other room to pout and take a deep breath. And like, sometimes, yes, he's waiting for you to come in and see why he's in there. But typically he'll come back out and he'll say, do you know why I went in there? And we'll be like, well, will you tell me what was bothering you? What did, what happened to make you go feel that you needed time by yourself? And, and it's a good, I feel it's a good habit to, to roll into. So how do you get through your burnout? I don't really know, but I want you to know that we're here in it together. We've, a lot of us have been in quarantine since March of 2000. 20 and it's now almost February. This shit is for the birds, man. It's difficult. We're all burnt out. We're all feeling it. We're burnt out with work. We're burnt out with kids. We're burnt out from being an employee and a parent all at the same time. And it is hard and no one's saying it's not hard. So even if for you to get through these burnout phases, it's something where you just send that text message that, Hey, or that share that camaraderie with someone that, man, I'm really feeling that this week. How are you doing? That that teamwork, that camaraderie, that friendship, that's what's going to help you get through this more than anything else because none of us are in this alone. I am burnt out this week. Maybe next week I won't be, but right now I definitely am. So I hope this finds the ears of someone who needs to hear it. But what I do know as well is that if you reach out to either Jenna or myself, or you even scroll through TikTok and you find some people who are going through the same thing, you're going to feel a lot better and, and we'll be able to help you in a more individualized one-on-one basis. But at the very least, take some deep breaths, put on a, a generation mindful um, sleep meditation and listen to what your needs really are. Go to bed instead of scrolling TikTok, call a friend and have a conversation that's been much overdue. Um, sit in silence for a little bit and just breathe deeply. Sit in the bathtub and take a breath. Remind yourself of the goals that you have in life and that this COVID pandemic and the restrictions around it may have been going on forever and ever at this point, it feels, but there is an end. There is an end to it all and you are going to get out of this and it's going to be okay. We will return to a life that looks less insane than this. We'll pick up and we'll move on and, and someday our children's children will read about this in history books and will say, yeah, that shit freaking sucked. At least if you're me, you will. Um, You guys all take care. And if you need any help getting through any of this, 
please do not hesitate to reach out as mental health is so, so important, especially when it comes to children. We want to make sure that we're not taking our burnout out on them. Okay. Peace, love, and all the things. And thank you guys for listening to Project Healing.